0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Pocket Counselor. I'm your host, Mike, and today we're going to talk to you a little bit. So over the last couple of days, I've been thinking, especially if you're on social media at all, anything like that, you might be noticing An influx of online telehealth services, specifically for counseling. And I thought I'd weigh in, give my two cents, uh, which inflation has caused my two cents to now be worth about five cents. So we are making progress. And anyway, I thought, you know, for a lot of people, I think that the ads are very well done, um. There are celebrity spokespeople. And, you know, for a person who has never been to therapy before and perhaps doesn't have experience with it, it could look very enticing. So today, you can hear our show producer, Annabelle, whining at me in the background. Um, So today, I wanted to break it down into... Kind of two parts with two subparts, um, both telehealth from a client perspective, uh, as well as the pros and cons of that, and also from a therapist perspective. If you're a therapist who listens to the show and have ever thought of working uh, for one of the companies out there, you know, kind of a uh, some pros and cons of that as well because full disclosure i have worked for one of the major ones um i do not anymore but i did work for BetterHelp uh about a year ago um so i can at least weigh in on what my experience was and of course all the warnings i don't work for them currently things may have changed please don't come and sue me all of that good stuff Um, But I can at least speak from my own experience what it was like. So let's start with the client perspective. And I think one of the major uh, bullet points in the pros column here is that uh, it's very portable. Telehealth is extremely portable. Obviously, you can do it anywhere you want. There are a bunch of, you know, well-regarded sites out there for that. As of right now, the three main ones I know of are Cerebral, BetterHelp, and Talkspace. I see a lot of their ads. There may be more. I'm sure there's more, but those are seemingly the big ones, and... You know, I remember on BetterHelp you had the option of messaging your therapist and also video chatting or audio chatting for sessions. And being able to not have to go into an office, a traditional therapist's office, to have your appointments is helpful. And I can understand why a lot of people would want to take advantage of that. I think that... The other pro that I can think of, um, at least for some people, might be the cost. I know some of these services offer um, what they would consider and what people who might not know differently would consider to be a low-cost rate. A, you know, compared to perhaps the private pay rate of some therapists, depending on where you live, it is, in fact, lower cost. I think the messaging aspect of some of the websites is also really powerful, where you can be in contact with that therapist um, that you're assigned to um, throughout the week. Have kind of an ongoing journal. All depends on how your therapist wants to structure that, etc. But I know for some people, they like that kind of ongoing dialogue, and in a way, it might make them feel like they're having therapy every day versus, you know, twice a month. So those are definitely some of the pros that I can see. And believe me here, I'm really trying to be very objective about this. Um, I don't personally have anything to gain or lose from either bashing or praising the telehealth industry. Um. So those are the two big pros that I can see. There's uh, some cons. I think, first of all, if you have private insurance, so let's say you have one of the big main carriers for insurance, uh, and let's say you don't have a high deductible plan. For example, you have a regular copay plan. You'll probably pay 25 to maybe at the most forty dollars per visit. Those are you know standard copays, right? That's what you'll pay for that session. Your insurance will cover the rest. And at least what I've seen recently um, is that most of these kind of online services—I'll differentiate. I should call them online counseling versus telehealth because a lot of private counselors uh and doctors do telehealth it it, that isn't really what i'm talking about i'm talking about these online services so they're charging i've heard from people three to four hundred dollars a month now i've heard some people say as little as 200 you know there seem to be different packages and I didn't go to school for math, but even I can tell you know, a $25 copay twice a month is way, way, way cheaper than $300 a month. So I think it's it's something to do research on and look at, uh, you know, are they able to help you? in the way that you need it? And is it, um, is it really a benefit? You know, I think trying to raise awareness of what the different financial packages are like versus going through insurance or honestly, even private pay. So I know in major cities, um, private pay, it can be very expensive. It can be a couple hundred dollars per session. But a lot of times, therapists will work with a sliding scale. They'll work with you. And this is, I think, my biggest thing. So with the online services such as BetterHelp, it was, at least for most of the people I worked with, it was a half-hour session once a week. Um, I think it was once a week. might have been. Yeah. So that's about two hours a month. So, you know, that's your regular two sessions. However, you can't really break it down into hour long increments. At the time, it was, you had to do it a half hour at a time. I think recently they've actually changed it to where you can do 45 minutes, but that's something I would have to refer to someone else. I think another con that I see, so therapy is very much a relationship. It's obviously not a personal relationship, but it's a personal professional relationship where your therapist should know you and they should know kind of over time how you work, how you think. It helps them to help you and... At least what I've heard from people I know, and it was my own experience, that a lot of times either clinicians left the app or, you know, the online service. So a lot of turnover. So you weren't necessarily guaranteed to have the same counselor for, say, you know, a year, two years, however long you want to be in therapy. You know, it could be your match with the therapist and they quit the platform in six weeks. Well, now you have to rematch and go through that process. And the flip side is true as well. They made it very easy. And in a way, I understand this. It's not a horrible idea, but, you know, uh, clients could unmatch with you just as easily. And I think that the modern, Instant gratification, social media, whole mechanism really feeds into this where people would come to the site expecting a quick fix, and that isn't what therapy is. Sure, we can absolutely help you with your acute symptoms and help stabilize that, but for long-lasting work to take place, you have to have that relationship. It it can't be... My therapist didn't write back immediately. I'm switching therapists. That doesn't help anyone. And it actually, I think, hurts the field as a whole because it's sort of a miseducation of how the relationship works. But this is, we're still under the client side of things. So I would consider that to be a con that you're not necessarily guaranteed a therapist for a long time or really any amount of time you're just matched with the first one the other thing too and I've seen this on a couple of ads where they are they have someone who is at least acting as though they are a client I'm not sure if they are or not but, uh, they'll say it's important for me to talk to my therapist wherever I am. And it, it kind of strongly implies that they're out of state, they're on vacation, etc. cetera. A couple things I kind of have an issue with is number one, it certainly isn't instantaneous. Um, that was, I think, a misnomer on the platform that I work for, um, just because you and the wording for the ads is interesting, it's have access to a therapist twenty four seven well, you have access, but that person isn't required to immediately answer anything you say. You have set working hours, and you know it's not a crisis uh service line, anything like that, so you don't really have you know, you don't push a button and someone comes on the other end. The other thing too is unless your therapist is licensed in the state in which you are in, they are in a very ethical, murky area. I'll save, I'll put that as politely as I can, um, to counsel you. You can't counsel people in a state in which you are not licensed, um, it's unethical and illegal. So I'm not sure really the expectation there, but that should be something that, uh, is clarified for you, the client, if you're looking at that, if you're say someone who travels for work and, um, you're thinking, Hey, this will be great. I can travel and do this. And you know, it's a good idea, right? Well, not really because they can't, um, counsel you if they're not licensed in that state. So those are kind of some quick pros and cons for the client side of things. Um, I think that it can be very good. I think that there, you know, there's a, a lot of material and uh, homework that could be assigned through the platform. Um things like that. I think it can be helpful for some people. I think that the big downsides that they don't take insurance, at least BetterHelp at the time did not take insurance. That's a huge downside. And at least my general impression was that it was people who had never been in therapy before and didn't really, a lot of people didn't realize that they can get therapy provided through their insurance so if at all possible and every situation is different i would encourage you to use your insurance benefits or ask a therapist in your area about a sliding fee a sliding scale fee the other thing too is telehealth is excellent but i think that there's a strong argument to be made for in-person therapy if at all possible. I understand if you're not in the same area as your counselor or, um, you know, if it would take 45 minutes to drive there or perhaps you're away for school, something like that. That makes sense. Telehealth is a fantastic option and I use it with clients and I would have no problem with someone doing that. However, I think that having it in person can be really helpful because... There's a lot that you don't see on camera. Body language, presentation, the micro body language, things like that. And it also kind of helps to build a commitment to the process. It's an appointment that you keep and that you feel a little bit more invested in. And you can also kind of tell more about the therapist. You feel closer to them, both Literally and figuratively. Now, on the therapist side of things, it's a very easy avenue to go. There's a lot of very persuasive marketing out there. And, of course, do what you feel right doing. This is only my experience. This was over a year ago, so things may have changed. Um, but you know, I've already explained who I work for. Uh, I didn't work for other ones, and I think the pros are this: that you'll get clients, and you will, you know, have pretty easy onboarding, things like that. Um, The website and app is very easy to use. You have a lot of resources available. Everyone was very friendly. And, you know, you will get clients. They'll start funneling in. Um, So those things are all pros, right? Um, The cons that I experienced that ultimately... um, made up my mind that I didn't want to do it anymore. more were a couple. The first one is their fee structure is a little confusing. It certainly is not at all, at least in my mind, how the marketing makes it look. Um, They use a, I'm trying to think how to put this. They use a kind of sliding fee. So, for example, when I was there, again, this may have changed, who knows. Um, you would get a certain pay rate for the first 10 hours. That pay rate would go up from 10 to, I think it was 20 hours, something like that. So 10 to 20 hours, you would get different hourly rate. 20 30 hours, different hourly rate. Now keep in mind, this is actual hours worked. So two half-hour sessions with two different clients would, in fact, be one hour. And I think the clients could have, like, three cancellations before you got 15 minutes of pay. Um, so compared to, say, my private practice, we'll just look at my private practice and um, let's say a basic insurance repayment rate to make that kind of money I would have to work 50 plus hours at the platform which is um, just absolutely beyond what anyone can or should do that will be the highway to burnout and You know, at the time, they also didn't pay you for messaging clients, or if they did, it was a very small fee. It didn't really make any difference with the paycheck. So, you might ask yourself, well, okay, so let's say you have 20 clients, which for most people I know would be a very full caseload per week. Very full. And you have 20 clients, well, that's actually just 10 hours of work. That they'll pay you for. Uh, They don't pay for contact calls, anything like that, documentation. None of that is in there. So you're only getting 10 hours of pay. And I'm trying to remember exactly what the pay rate was. But I remember looking and I actually realized I could make more money working at McDonald's. Uh, that the first 10 hours paid very little and in fact even up to like I think it was 20 25 30 something like that with the breakdown so I mean it was way 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 below what you would make with either insurance or private pay um that was a major con for me, is that the pay was not not even remotely uh, compatible. So that was a major deciding factor for me. The other deciding factor is you know almost nothing about your clients in terms of, like, say, demographic information Um, that... Let's say you had a client that you were very concerned about, and let's say, for example, you wanted to do a call in a wellness check on them, right? Something that's not uncommon, and all you would know about the client is, let's say, I'll use myself as an example. So, all you would know about me as a client is my first name and my age. That's literally it. You wouldn't know where I lived, uh, emergency contacts, anything like that. And the only way you could access, and I actually wrote them about this. This bothered me to that extent. The only way you could access, say, a home address for a wellness check is you would have to submit, like, a service request on their website to be able to unlock that, and... I was very open with them about this, that this was not only unsafe, it seemed almost unethical to me. To if I had a client who was saying things that were concerning to me and I wanted to do, have a wellness check completed, I mean, when literally minutes could count, I would have to wait a day, two days. I wrote them the one time when you know, the incident happened on Friday and they didn't get back to me till Monday. That was absolutely unacceptable to me. And I realized that first they needed to know for me how unsafe that was and also that they needed to change that aspect of their website. Understandably, it's not a crisis center or line. That's very well documented throughout the platform, but for my own Peace of mind and licensure, that was a major con. And actually, that was a bigger factor for me than was the pay scale. So, those are kind of my pros and cons, both for clients and potential therapists. And I realize I've been rambling here for 23 minutes already. Um, And I could probably go on for another half an hour, honestly, because. I do think that it's a wonderful idea. I think people probably have benefited from it. But um, I think it's almost making the whole process. It's, it's turning it, uh, the process of therapy almost into like fast food, where it's instant gratification, make me feel better immediately, and off I go. And... That isn't generally how long-term, long-lasting, meaningful therapy works. Now, if that isn't your intention for using an online service, that's fine. Um, but that was a concern of mine. Um, but I think the idea is good, and telehealth will be obviously a tool of the future. Um, but also, I think it's helpful if you're a therapist who's looking at that, um, platform or the online services, you know, it, it, it's not, um, not horrible, but it could, you, it's definitely helpful to go into it with, uh, a little bit more education. So lastly, try to help me get this podcast out. If you like listening, uh, you, you know, get something out of this, wherever you're hearing this podcast, press uh, subscribe or like it, however it works for the podcast platform that you're using. And what that does, honestly, I don't see subscribers, so I don't know if you subscribe or not. But what it does is on those platforms, they'll help spread it to other platforms and other people will learn about the podcast as well so that would be awesome if you could do that and as always I appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time right here on Pocket Counselor.